Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Could you please enable you to toggle a feature or functionality at the flick of a switch? Like literally, you could just turn it on and off. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Desi is a front-end engineer at Prolific, an online platform that connects researchers with instant high-quality global research participants. She loves building a user-centric product and makes a, and making a real impact. She's a golden retriever pup mom, love that, a big foodie, also love that, <laughs> and a collector of cute stickers, also love that. Um, with that, Desi, if you want to go ahead and kick us off, um, excited for your presentation. Lovely. Thank you, Sierra, for the introduction. Uh, so, hello, everyone. Um, welcome to Desi Cristiante Presents Fun with Feature Flags. Uh, just a little bit of introduction to kick us off. I'm Indonesian, but I live in the UK, and I am a senior software engineer at Prolific. Um, I'm a front-end engineer, and Prolific is a global online research platform. So if you want to do any research, you can come to Prolific and find any type of audience you want. And I'm on Twitter at DETSSS, so feel free to tag me or reach out if you want to discuss um, anything related to my bio or the talk. Uh, yes, there should be closed captioning um, if you press CC at the bottom. So what are we here for? Today, I'm going to talk about feature flags, what they are, why would we use them? And how do we implement them? Do we use a feature flag management tool or do we do it yourself? And how do you implement them with success? How do you make sure it's embedded into the product development process? And what are some challenges to be aware of? So, you know, why should we care about feature flags? Does any of these problems sound familiar to you? First one, when you release a change, you're so confident about it and then accidentally you introduce new bugs. Um, one of my ex-managers used to say, when you kill a bug, 10 come to the funeral, <laughs> which is so true in the story of my life. Um, or when you release a new feature, but then actually the users don't really like it that much or the users don't know how to use it. They don't understand it. Or when you release a change and something goes wrong, you need to switch it off immediately or roll back immediately. But Maybe you have a long process to roll back and it's not straightforward. Or when you're developing a new feature and you know, you're just accumulating changes and you end up with a huge PR or a huge integration branch. Well, feature flags can help. So what are they? Uh, feature flags enable you to toggle a feature or a functionality without having to deploy a code change. So there is usually like an admin page or a management page where you can see all the feature flags, what status they're on, are they on or are they off? So when you when you click on or when you toggle it to off, it will change immediately in the product. You don't have to change something in the code. But how do you do that? So when you develop the feature, uh, you wrap the code inside the feature flag. There is a little example here, uh, which just says, if flag ABC is enabled, render the new model, else render the old model. It's just a very simple example from the front end. 
So feature flags can have an on and off state, but they don't always have to be a Boolean. So if you need it to have three different states, let's say um, you want the feature to be shown in a certain way for users in America and uh, a second way for users in Europe and a third way for everybody else. So you can have three states of the feature flag as well as uh, for the on state and then as well as the off state where the feature doesn't even um, show up. Uh, so you can set up uh, the feature flag to be a numeric flag and each number uh, corresponds to each variation. And you would just have more of these um, if else statements or conditional statements. Feature flags can be used on both the front end and the back end. Okay, so that sounds good, but why would I use them? This is a bit of a penny moment. So why would you use them? Um, incremental rollout of a feature. Um, this is something that is part of the development process at Prolific. So when I when we roll out a new feature, we normally roll out to, let's say, only 10% of the users or 15% of the users. So we would enable the feature flag only for 10 or 15% of the users and then wait a couple of days, see how it goes. Are there any bugs? Are there any you know, major issues, major complaints? And if not, we go ahead and continue releasing um, to say 30% and then 50% and so on and so forth. So we roll it out, not in one go, but uh, step by step. And then safe release of a feature um, in case if you need to roll back or in case you need to turn it off, you could literally just turn off the feature flag and then that'll, that'll be it gone. And this actually, <laughs> this actually happened this morning. Um, we got a, we released a feature last week and this is a feature that doesn't really get used by uh, so many users. So, you know, it, it takes a long time to accumulate feedback to, to see that people are using it. And we got a bug report this morning saying that it, it is not working and we were like, oh crap, <laughs> uh, well, is it easy to turn it off? Well, it is under the feature flag, so we just turn it off and that's it. You know, we don't need to worry about however long it's gonna take us to fix the bug. It's off now, so people are not gonna be, um, you know, it's not gonna concern them anymore. Next, um, experimentation, A-B testing, beta testing. Um, if you have, let's say three different prototypes that you want to test that you feel like these are all good, but I don't know which one the user is going to like the most. So you could, um, again, split up into th three different groups and uh, show each different variation to different groups using the feature flags. Also, save deployment of the front end and back end separately. So sometimes if you're working on a feature and you, you know, if you're a front-end developer and the back-end part is not ready yet, um, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, progress the front-end part. Sometimes there are parts that you have to mock out. And in the meantime, if you develop under a feature flag, it enables you to, or it encourages you to just merge the PR, knowing that it's off in production, so nobody's going to see the incomplete feature. So if that all sounds good, you're in, how do I get started? Um, or as this meme says, uh, why are you waving a white flag? I'm surrendering to fun. <laughs> How do you do that? Um, so there are a few feature flag management tools, third party um, that you can just use, but you can also do it yourself. 
So in this slide, um, you would use third-party tools when um, you don't have the capacity to build your own tool. Like, yes, we want to use feature flags. We want to use it now. You know, we don't have time to build our own tool. So let's just use something that's already out there. And you want to take advantage of the features that they have on offer. Oh, they enable you to experiment. They enable you to measure uh, the result of the experimentation and so on and so forth. That's great. You know, I don't have time to build this. I want to use this, this tool. However, you are also restricted to what features they have available. So um, if there is something that you need it for, but the tool doesn't have, that's, that's just a restriction that you have to work with. Or sometimes some of these features might not be included in the in the core package, so you might you might have to pay extra for them. So that's just something to be mindful of. So when would you do it yourself? When you have the resources to build the capabilities. You know you want to use feature flags, but I'm not too worried about you know using them now. We have the time and we have the resources. Or if the tools out there don't have an SDK for your programming language, you know, there's so many frameworks and programming languages these days that, you know, third party tools might not have an SDK for all of them. So um, you have to do it yourself. Or uh, it could make sense when your product already has an admin tool, you know, for example, to manage users or to manage I don't know, any, any settings, any configuration for the product. Um, you could just add another section or another page to control feature flags. So it's less of an investment to build, you know, a new a new tool. You just make it part of the existing admin tool. And that would make sense to do it yourself. However, it does become another product to maintain. I mean, if there is a bug or if a new feature request comes up being like, oh, I can't, you know, at the moment the feature flags are only Boolean. I want to, I want it to be to support more than two variations. Um, well, it needs engineering resources then to build these extra features when you could, you know, you could spend these resources building on, you know, working on the actual product and not the internal tool. But that's that's a middle uh, a balance that you have to find. And some companies might might afford this, or some companies might just say, well, I'll just pay for a for an external product uh, that can do it then. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Cool, you say cool, how can we implement this successfully then? Uh, there are a few things here, a few good things. First of all, unified naming convention. Um, the name should be clear of what the feature should be. Uh, sometimes there is a description field as well, so you can explain uh, if it's not clear from the name. Uh, and then also clear ownership and access controls. So which theme owns this feature flag? Uh, so if there are any issues with it or somebody needs to check um, a bug that might be related to this feature, they know which theme to go to. And access control, who has permissions to turn it on and off? Can anyone do it or is it only certain certain people from certain themes? So use labels or, or tags. Um, you can tag them to the page or the feature or the theme and uh, temporary or permanent uh, this is very important as well. If you're just using feature flags to safely release, it would be a temporary feature flag. Because at some point, you would be confident that, yeah, this feature is all good, no bugs. Um, it's, everybody's using it already, so it has to be cleaned up. Or it could be a permanent feature flag that just enables people to show different things to different types of users. 
fallback value. This is what happens if the tool cannot be accessed. If you're using a third-party tool, or even sometimes if you use an internal tool, if you can't access um, the value of the feature flag at any point in time, you should have a fallback value so that um, it should still show the correct state. Because sometimes the fallback value isn't always the off, you know, the false uh, false state. It could be flag equals true is the default. So uh, you should always set up set that up in your code. It should be granular, granular. <laughs> so if there are two functionalities, perhaps from the same feature even, um, it might make sense sometimes to have them as two separate flags so that if there's an issue with one of them, you don't have to turn them both, you don't have to turn off both of them. You could only just turn off the one and the other one is still running. So it's not affected. Last but not least, test all the states of the feature flag. <laughs> this is something that I'm guilty of sometimes. Like I would build a new feature, uh, put it under feature flag, and then I forgot to test what happens when the flag is off um, and not realizing that I've changed something or I've put in a new method that runs in both states. Um, so always test both states of the, of the flag or all, all the states even. What else can we do to so that it's part of your product development process? Um, say when you're creating an epic in Jira or whatever um, issues um, management process uh, platform that you have, um, maybe create a feature flag for each of the epic. So each functionality or each you know big feature should have a feature flag. Even maybe if, if it would be useful, create a ticket in Jira to set up the flag. I mean, it's only a one one story point probably, but it still needs to be done. And if this is a new process that you're not used to yet. Just create a ticket to help you get get used to it being part of the process. And then again, write the test for all on and off states of the flag. Um, and don't forget to ticket uh, to clean up the feature, the feature flag, because um, again, for temporary feature flags, um, sometimes some people are guilty of. Oh, the feature has been released. Um, whatever, I have I have new uh, features to work on, and then you just end up with 10, 15, <laughs> maybe more uh, old feature flags that was created sometimes maybe one year ago, <laughs> and it's still there. Uh, so we usually um, say set ourselves a target of depending on 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 the feature. It could be like one sprint after, and if we are confident with it uh we clean up or it could be one month um just depends on the size of feature so essentially i always create a ticket to clean up the feature flag and the old code in the backlog and sometimes when i when i know when we are ready to review it i would just schedule it in a future sprint and last but not least ship under feature flags by default it shouldn't be a conversation of should we do it should we do it for this feature like just do it it's not that much effort well, I think it's not, I think it's not. Um, it's, I think it's worthwhile, the effort. So just do it as part of the product development process. Uh, so I've talked about all the good things, uh, but surely I want to balance uh, this viewpoint. You know, what are some of the challenges as well then? First of all, maintaining multiple versions of code. It could be a very, very annoying um, thing to do because sometimes 
especially if, if the if the change is quite large, you uh, you know it should show this um, in the old state and it should show something else in the in the new state. Um, there could be a lot of methods that need to be changed or CSS classes that need to be changed, but you have to maintain both because the off state needs to work. Um, and then sometimes if a bug arises from before from before you added the new feature, you have to make the fix on both off state and on state. So it could be tedious. Next, uh, cleaning up old feature flags, something I've mentioned before. Um, you could easily accumulate, you know, five, 10 feature flags um, if you don't review them. So it could, it could add up as a tech debt. And when the management tool fails, uh, if the tool is unreachable for any reason, and you know the user is in the middle of creating something, use, you know, using your product, it could interrupt their flow. So it's it's very important to set up a fallback variation within within your code itself. And last but not least, don't just rely on feature flags. I think that's something that some people um, have a bad habit of, or you know, there's a feature flag, so why do I have to test everything? Or sometimes we don't test as rigorously as we would. So we should still write comprehensive tests uh, and not just rely on oh, our users are going to be testing it for us anyways. <laughs> um, you know, or um, you, you should also still be able to roll back. You know, rolling back shouldn't be a painless process, um, even though Yes, you could just turn off the feature flag, but what if, you know, you might still need to roll back. Um, that should be uh, a process that's easily doable as well. So that's, I hope that sounds good to you. This is one, this is one with feature flags. Um, just to conclude some key points, feature flags enable you to toggle a feature or a functionality at the flick of a switch. Like literally you could just turn it on and off. Um, and then they can improve your releasing experience by allowing you to roll out incrementally, allowing you to roll back easily by switching off the feature flag uh, and experiment and do some user testing. Last but not least, they should be embedded into your product development process. That's all. Uh, I hope you had fun with feature flag. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission, and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash womenwhocode. Thanks again for listening. And remember, to subscribe, rate, and comment.